Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome. No credentials. Reviewing Rolling Stone 500. Greatest album. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us again. Today we're discussing album number 75 on Rolling Stone Magazine's Top 500 Greatest Albums list. This is Lady Soul by the one and only Aretha Franklin. We apologize for the delay, regular listeners. Uh, Turns out we were a a chain of fools here, thinking that we could... uh, (laughs) <laughs> get things out on time and um the summer has gotten away from us a little bit so this episode is coming out a week later than some of you may be expecting for those of you who stockpile you won't even notice that this is this is late and we'll pretend it's just a regular uh, rhythm or routine here as we get into aretha and uh, uh the queen of soul i i released uh an episode i published an episode a few weeks ago ben and it was just after we usually publish at midnight. It usually, yes. you know, a few days ahead and schedule it to release at midnight on the Saturday. And I finished it um, just after midnight. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, well, I'll just I'll just publish right now. And by the time I went to bed and everything was done, there was already you know like forty downloads or something. Well, maybe when I woke up in the morning. <laughs> I was like, okay, so there are some people who <laughs> who get at it right away. So if you're yeah. one of those people, number one, we appreciate you very much. Got it set to auto-download on their phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, number two, yeah. Um, you're the ones who will notice this delay. So uh, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate your patience. And everyone else, um, uh, thanks for being here. <laughs> yep. We appreciate it. So Hopefully um, we'll, we'll get uh, ourselves back on track here and uh, yeah. finish up this block of episodes here in a timely manner. Absolutely. Uh, I guess that's one of the, the benefits of being independent, eh, bud? Just, uh, I guess that's true. We, we do don't do have a little... boss who's sh- nope. shouting at us for being nope. late. Uh, it's just our own uh, our own guilt that's <laughs> getting well, us right I, back at it. I have none. I have okay. none. Good. So Good. let's uh, let's just carry on. Uh, Perfect. Why don't we kick things off with some details? How's it sound? I think that's important. Details. 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 Lady Soul was released January 22nd, 1968. This is her 12th studio album in, oh, like six or seven years <laughs> since she wow. started. Yeah. Um, uh, writing credits. Now, now Aretha was one who had, I'm not saying she didn't write, uh, but I think especially in her early career, and maybe even throughout her career, a lot of people wrote, wrote great songs for her. Yeah. Well, and, and really, like, that not just this dense portion of releasing albums, but I think she has something like studio 40 studio albums over right. her lifetime. So, I mean, you can't 
you can't put music out that frequently if you're no. writing all of it. <laughs> no. I think there's another thing throughout the history of, of recording artists. I think people also gravitate towards really great performers. So, yeah. you know, when, when she came on the scene, I imagine there were songwriters who I, I would love to have a song performed by Aretha. Powerful voice, too. Not Absolutely. just a great performer, but like... Oh. I'm imagining this with her voice in mind. <laughs> exactly. The, the, yeah. I'm talking about the whole package, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. Ab- absolutely. So, so you can expect that that people would have been, I would imagine, coming out of the woodwork saying, "Here, do my song," you know. So, yeah. and, and uh, as we'll see here, some very well-established songwriters uh, writing songs for her. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll talk the many different song songwriters uh rita has a co-writing credit on two tracks uh sweet sweet baby since you've been gone and good to me as i am to you otherwise it's written by other people it charted well and we've talked about how the charts have changed over the decades uh she had she she charted (laughs) the album charted on three different charts okay she was number two on the u.s billboard top pop albums she was number three on the u.s billboard top jazz albums and she went to number one on the u.s billboard top soul albums <laughs> so wow. like all these different different charts now we know that's been consolidated a little better these days but uh, but it did chart very well yep uh sales she's certified gold in the u.s so that's half a million units in the u.s couldn't find any other numbers uh a couple a couple notes here uh we talked about that this is her 12th release important to note this is her fourth album released in 12 months <laughs> this was released in january she released an album early 1967 she released two more albums in 1967 and this comes out january 27 22nd 1968 so in 12 months this is her fourth album can you imagine think about your favorite artist right now ben and the next 12 months they release four albums yeah, I mean Taylor kind of comes close sometimes when she just unleashes the fury of, of stuff for her fans, but yeah, it's not in, quite the same. <laughs> in 2020, she did she did two surprise <laughs> surprise albums. Like it was like, hey, guess what? I released a new album today, and everyone's yeah. surprised. And then a few months later, she was like, hey, guess what? I got another There's one another coming out today yeah. <laughs> uh, because we were just you know we had a really good time and had lots of material. And and that's that was two in a year, and that's unprecedented. Uh, and partially due to the pandemic, right? Like everything shut down, so she had more right. time. So to, to, in, yeah. in the studio with just a few people, yeah. and and yeah. uh, you know, and and of course, so many different thoughts and emotions at the time. People reflecting on so many different things. I get it. Um, but we talked about the '60s and how people were just pumping out music at, at a feverish rate, uh, just crazy. You know, was was not uncommon at the time to have a couple albums a year. Plus, the album was still a, a, a somewhat new concept. Not totally new, but the LP, um, you know, when it used to be just singles, singles and singles and singles and compilations from studios or, or record companies or labels, I guess. Uh, so I think with Aretha, too, just this ability to crank out these tunes, get in the studio, just work hard, hardworking. Uh, individual for sure so anyways i thought that was pretty crazy when i was looking at the i was looking at the <laughs> discography and, and just couldn't believe how much it's also fascinating like just putting her in context this album and this fury of music 
comes out in 1968. Right. Which we sort of think about in that like really meaty part of uh, pivotal rock and roll being created and and uh, the psychedelia and the, the Jimi Hendrix and the Beatles and the Stones and all this and like this is not that at all and yes yeah, oh, no. it's coming out prolifically and and rocking the charts <laughs> despite Absolutely. it being so different than than what's uh, out there kind of changing music at that time well I mean, but soul music was was huge yeah you know mm-hmm. at the time and and and, and along a parallel to the the rock mm-hmm revolution the, the soul music was was surging and and you yeah. know with motown and all that stuff you know leading up into some of the great soul music as we get into the 70s with you know stevie wonder uh, marvin gay we're going to talk about curtis mayfield uh, very very soon next week um you know this this was all this was all part of that and i, I don't want to say lead up as if this wasn't big right <laughs> at the time but uh yeah, it was just huge, just huge. Um, we talked about, you know, she she worked with a lot of other people, other musicians. Uh, Aretha sang and, and played piano on the album, but she had a lot of guest musicians. I'll read a few. Some names are familiar to me on the album. Eric Clapton uh, and also Bobby Womack and Joe South and Jimmy Johnson, all contributing guitar parts. Uh, Tommy Cogbill on bass. We've got Spooner Oldham on keys. Uh, King Curtis, saxophone. Uh, Sissy Houston, mother of the late Whitney Houston, who sang backup and was part of the Sweet Inspirations, was a group that sang backup on the album. So, and, and many others, but those are just a few. If you're familiar with the with the artists of the time and the era, you probably know all the names, but many, many other artists contributing. And as I mentioned, many songwriters. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Carol King. Uh, you Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. She wrote for Aretha for this album, later released it on her own album, but this was who she wrote it for, her and her husband at the time, uh, Jerry Goffin. Uh, Curtis Mayfield. People get ready, and we're going to talk about Curtis Mayfield um, next week, and also James Brown uh, writing, writing either either taking songs or writing for her. Uh, I wanted to talk about a really interesting connection between some albums we've done. So last week, or last last episode, we did Kanye West, and there's a song that samples. Aretha Franklin, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now we're doing Aretha Franklin, and there's a song written by Curtis Mayfield. (laughs) And next week, we're doing Superfly by Curtis Mayfield. (laughs) Wow. That that might be your best example yet of the manipulation of this list and not just uh, relying on the voting. <laughs> I think it was coincidence, but but pretty pretty cool. That's, and if we that's fantastic, good job. If we go that. back just a few weeks, people get ready. Is also part of um, One Love by Bob Marley oh, on Exodus yeah. number seventy one. That's a few back, but anyways. Um, wow going down a rabbit hole but but this music is so you know we're going from 2000s hip-hop to 60s uh you know soul to 70s funk (laughs) funk soul um soundtrack (laughs) yeah it's all they're all connected there anyways 
I guess not as much of a stretch from Aretha to Curtis Mayfield, but that's right. Uh, throw Kanye in there. Anyways, kind of a yeah. little tidbit for you. When we when we listen to "I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You," which is just the previous year, right? Like probably not even a year before. Yes, yeah. Um, so you're right. It was one of the albums she did the previous year. Also yeah. late '60s. Also this sort of very pivotal cultural time, especially in American and British music. Um, I I listen to this music and think it's older than than that era. And I don't know mm. why. I don't know if it's because of listening to, um, you know, the oldies with my dad growing up and, and not really having a good grasp on what an oldie is or what it meant at that time. Yeah, <laughs> um, when, ex- when exactly. When exactly, yeah. yeah. But for some reason, I think there was a willingness to play some of that soul and R&B stuff from the 60s on an oldie station that probably wouldn't be playing some of the late 60s rock at the time at least when right. we were kids um so i think that's what does it for me and i it's been <laughs> as we've been working up to this review I've, I've been trying to figure out like why is it that i hear aretha and think oh this is sort of timeless this has been around forever <laughs> in a different way than i hear the beatles the stones um zeppelin uh you know a lot of the other stuff that we've that we've listened to from a similar kind of era, um, but that's something for me to work through as I. <laughs> well, I can I can spirit. offer uh, some feedback on that. Okay, if you're, in, if you're yeah, interested, I'd love it. I think a lot of this music calls back to what was happening, especially in in black music in the late '50s and early '60s. It calls back to the mm. to like the the inspirations which. Uh, well, and even before in. that, right? Like she's she's singing about the gospel train here, which is like absolutely, that's like, but that's old uh, soul. Old uh, yeah, I th- I think um, well, a couple things. Number one, uh, there's the, some of the sounds, you know, the background, the singers. Like we think about some of the some of the vocal groups we listen to on the Phil Spector compilation, you know, the Ronettes mm, and the Crystals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, earlier '60s. I think this does call back to some of that. Some of the early soul, even Marvin Gaye, early 60s, Stevie Wonder, yep. early 60s, some of that stuff. I think a lot of her sound calls back to an earlier an earlier 60s soul sound, which a lot of people yeah. were really into and was still very popular. When you get into some of the rock at the same time, even Zeppelin, who Zeppelin was taking from the blues legends of the 50s and even the 30s back to Robert Johnson, but yeah. turning it absolutely on its head. Yes, paying tribute. Really but... trying to reinvent it. Oh, whereas man. she's, and, and she's just... holding the tradition yes. well while and she reimagines it in a way. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're listening, yeah. Ben, yeah. if you're listening to Jimi Hendrix, if you're listening to Led Zeppelin, if you're listening to um, even maybe some of the later 60s Bob Dylan, some of the more electric stuff, and some of the other acts, uh, The Who, you know, from the late 60s, early 70s, it is very, very much... Uh, pushing the envelope going into something new and i don't want to say that aretha wasn't doing anything new or that she was tired certainly that's not the case at all however i think there's more connection more hearkening back to what was happening in the last 10 15 even 20 years and some more maybe nostalgia and, and kind of a fondness of of what had come before whereas a lot of other things were pushing uh into the future new sounds new technology um more than this uh, i'm sure there's a counter argument there as well to that but but i i really do i agree with you i it feels a little older than it yeah. is when you compare it to some of the other things at the time 
but uh, that's not negative. Not necessarily negative, I don't think, in this case at all. Uh, yeah. But I think there is something more, a little more traditional about it. No, I think I think what you said is exactly is spot on and, and really helps sort of sift some things in my mind as I'm <laughs> as I'm continuing on this path of, uh, of listening to all this music and, and how it's how it acknowledges the the tradition that it's coming out of. So, no, that's really really. Cool. But isn't isn't yeah. that one of the joys of this of this project, yeah. this journey, Ben? That we've listened yeah. to how many albums now we listened to between you know sixty seven and seventy. Right. Uh, for example, and how different are they all? Like just right. you know, from left to right, just just so so different and amazing. They all came out in in a, the same time, you know, in a similar context. All kind of yes, living in their own little little areas, little niches, even geographically, culturally, even racially, but still existing in the same place. It's pretty. Exactly. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We're we're getting yeah. to try and piece all that together as we go through. <laughs> Yep, and each one kind of helps you understand the other, too. Of course, I, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Uh, so we'd love to talk about the the album cover. Of course, this would be an LP cover. Uh, and pretty, a lot of Aretha's albums are, you know, just a really, a really nice, iconic picture of her front and center. You know, like, what else, what else do you put there, right? <laughs> because this is... You know, it's so much about her. It's her powerful voice. Uh, she's an icon, powerful figure. Um, but I like this one. It's the top quarter is kind of a purple background. I can't tell what's at the top, but in big block capitals, Aretha, colon, Lady Soul. And, and I love at this point how that doesn't have to say Aretha Franklin. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like Elvis, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Michael or Janet or, you know, like you don't, uh, <laughs> you just, yeah. Aretha's good enough. Yeah. Um, everybody knows who that is. And then, and then a photo uh, of her holding, you know, just her face, shoulders, her hair, not even all her hair, cuts off the top of her hair, <laughs> although the styles were quite large at the time, um, smiling, singing with the microphone. And I yeah. think that's pretty appropriate. Uh, this is her persona as, you know, the great vocalist the great soul singer it doesn't um, look posed like no her, no it looks candid I, I would say it's it candid like he's performing here and yes. someone caught it uh, in the moment uh, not as like uh, like I remember thinking uh, I never loved the man the way I love you looked almost like a glamour shot at the mall or something like kind of hazy and yes <laughs> uh, very posed very, whereas this almost is like the, you know they caught that at the right moment right in the middle of the of a performance of something. Yeah. And it's amazing how, the, you know, that's, you know, like six months apart, the albums anyways, I don't know about the photos, but, you know, just a very different style too. Um, but yeah, I like this one. Looks very relaxed, very candid. Um, it's a nice shot. Nice shot. The font really dates it though. I mean, I, it just looks like really early um, graphic design uh, <laughs> well and and, and yeah. uh, to me institutional like this is like yes. on Stock. the front of a really boring textbook <laughs> you know that we would have had 
yeah. in the 80s, but it would have been from the 60s. Like yeah. just something <laughs> like they just had to put a title on there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Didn't worry about layering it over the picture. It's just no, let's, let's no. Chunk it in the top. Yes. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, but uh, like it does what it, it does its job. Yep. <laughs> you yep. Know, it's got the title right there. Before we get into some of the tracks, Ben, um, I'm assuming, was this a first time listen for you? Definitely first time for me. Yeah. Uh, this felt more familiar than um, the, the previous one. I never loved a man the way I loved you. Um, and I don't know yeah. why that is. Uh, maybe because of what we've talked about, some of the, the other artists who contributed. So, you know, even though mm. I'm not as familiar with um, her version of You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, that's a song I've loved and listened to for many years on uh, Carol King's Tapestry. And, okay. You know, same thing with People Get Ready. We've got that um, tie to other artists. Right. Uh, it, yeah, it may just be for that reason that there's something familiar about a lot of these tracks here. Uh, uh, so pressing play was a very comfortable kind of journey in, um, in many ways, even though it was definitely the very first time I've ever listened to this grouping of songs at this particular order <laughs> right same yeah i hadn't listened to the whole album uh i knew I, I think ben i agree with you with the familiar i think i'm familiar with the songs more songs than the other album the the never loved a man the way i loved you but i think i know a lot of them as different versions like different mm, okay different recordings Yep. You know, I think with the exception of the one you mentioned, uh, you make me feel like a natural woman. I was much more familiar with this version than okay. Carol King's version when, when we listened to that, because that was a new album for me, but it was one that you had been oh, yeah, right. for years. Yeah. Uh, but Chain of Fools, yeah, you make me feel. Um, Groovin', I think that was, you talked about the oldies station. Do you remember um, Don Daynard's Saturday Night Oldies uh, on, on CHFI? No. Did you sure your... sounds familiar, but I... well, they they released um, like he released some CDs, and my parents got that in the '90s, and we and we actually listened to them a lot. It was pretty good, but it was like you know, the golden oldies with Dazzling Don Daynard, um, <laughs> and uh, they had a few of those, and it was stuff from the you know late '50s, early '60s, and I'm pretty sure Groovin was on that, but not okay. this version, the one of a previous one. I don't want to say original, but. So I was familiar with the songs, but not necessarily Aretha's versions of the songs. Yeah, yeah. But there was a familiarity here for sure. Uh, Chain of Fools uh, always makes me think of the movie School of Rock. Have you have you seen that with Jack Black? It's been years, but yeah. I, I mean, it. it's full of great music, and it's a really... I mean, if you haven't seen it, it it's a great heartwarming movie. It's as silly as he can be it's 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 pretty good um and it's mostly with kids and he teaches these kids to to play rock and roll songs and there's a moment where there's a there's a young girl a young black girl who is shy but can sing very well hey Tamika, what's up i don't want to be a roadie what why not it's an important job all right well you want to be a security i want to be a singer a singer? Okay, sing me something. Tamika, I can't let you be a singer if you can't sing. You told me to leave you alone. 
She's about to walk away, and then she starts singing a portion from Chain of Fools a cappella. <laughs> and just, you know, obviously has great talent. And I don't know why. When I hear it, it just makes me think think of that part of that movie. Welcome <laughs> Because she is kind of the Aretha figure in that movie, you know, in okay. in the group of kids. Uh, you know, pretty pretty it's a pretty cool movie. It's one of my favorites, but, yeah. um, you know, lots of other things. Uh, if, uh, if you're new to this, we do have a Spotify playlist. It's called sound logic favorites. Every time we review an album, we pick two songs. Uh, so we're going to pick two tough one here. Ben, do you have one in mind? I'm feeling the tension of like chain of fools is, is definitely the the one that stands out the most for me on this album. Um, but it feels like an easy pick because it's so mm. well-known. Um, I think the one that that I was less familiar with but surprised me when I listened to it was uh, Sweet Sweet Baby Since You've Been Gone. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's, a, it's definitely more upbeat and... It packs a bit of a punch, and uh, I like the I like the slower pace of uh, people get ready and sort yeah, of tie back, like I mentioned, to the the getting on the train and, and some of the, the really deep soul of uh, the tradition she belongs to. I, I think "Sweet Sweet Baby" will be my pick, unless, okay. uh, unless I'm stealing that one from you, and then I can easily pick. Uh, no, 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 no. No, that's not my pick. Although the fantastic, they're all really good. It's a, it's a fantastic album. Like there's really uh-huh. not, there's not. I don't think there's a soft spot on this album at no. all. It's mm-hmm. it's um, it's very strong. Um, I'm struggling between two. It's going to either be Chain of Fools or uh, Nikki Hokey. Um, okay, which has got a great groove. I'll talk about that in a bit. I'm, I'm going to go Chain of Fools. Um, that's okay. going to be my pick. Although it could be one of about five <laughs> we'll, we'll add chain of fools i think that's an appropriate one apparently um she sang at obama's inauguration and uh there's a very very sweet performance of hers uh uh later on during his presidency i forget i forget what the story was if she was being honored for some particular reason but she sings you make me feel like a natural woman at the piano in a very like kind of low-key version but um, president first lady like are moved to tears they're like in each other's arms and <laughs> and sobbing because of this performance <laughs> and uh so th- yeah good good to good to put a chain of fools there because um yeah apparently upon meeting her he quoted a line from chain of fools uh, uh nice. in their first meeting so yeah. um maybe we should talk for a moment so we're talking about performances uh, she performed You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman when Carol King was inducted at the Kennedy Center. Oh, I want to wow. say 2015. So Carol King is sitting between Barack and Michelle Obama on the balcony watching Aretha <laughs> sing her song back to wow. her. Wow. Okay. Um, it's a pretty cool performance. And she is on her feet singing along with Aretha. 
Um, that's a real. I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. It's a, that's a pretty cool moment too. Um, and uh, when I think about Aretha, not just this album, but her as as an artist and and as a an icon, the word that comes to mind is just legacy. Mm-hmm. Like she's just left this this incredibly huge legacy behind, and that, mm-hmm. those things we're talking about in as we know now in, in really the the last chapters of her years yeah um are just her continuing her amazing legacy her ability to be able to perform even even later in her life just amazing um mm-hmm. some of these songs that have <laughs> stood the test of time yeah. for sure um I'll, I'll make a few comments on some of the tracks so chain of fools right of the way uh, right away that and again there's so many versions of this great versions of this song uh, but right away, what grabs me is the guitar, this kind of uh, bassy vibrato, yeah. even tremolo, even something on it, and just a really cool sound, you know. Uh, and I wanna, I wanna talk just really briefly about um, an Aretha album is all about her, right? It's all about her vocals, mm-hmm. and she is. It's to showcase her amazing talent. However, the the musicians on this album are fantastic like the, just yep. just do a great job there's not too many long instrumental parts or solos really which which is fair you know it's that's not what this album's for but there's just some amazing uh players and and amazing sounds and instrumentation mm-hmm. you know sounds that i yep. didn't expect on an aretha album these cool guitar sounds and and keyboard sounds really really neat um I love, uh, I think it's one bass player, the whole album, Tommy Cogbill. He lays down a great groove and does some really great stuff, especially on the song I mentioned, my runner up, Nicky Hokey. He's got this great. Man, it's punchy, uh, isn't it? Oh, yeah. This great, you know, this great little run going on through the whole thing. He doesn't, I don't know how he keeps it up. Pretty awesome. And, you know, as much as she steals the show, which is fine. Um, her backing musicians are fantastic, you know, uh, and it makes sense to me. Like you, you need world class support mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're an artist like Aretha, right? Yep. <laughs> and she's yep. also going to attract, you know, that world class support. You know, having Eric Clapton on the album, like, like who wouldn't want to play with Aretha? Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, yeah, just a couple things I picked up on. You know, really, really, really great great rhythm section you know a few different guitarists you know just 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 awesome performance from her from her personnel really great we we should we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that her her backup singers are the sweet inspirations which right in, included did you say this already i did oh <laughs> when, when <laughs> do you want to say it chatting, again chatting with one of my kids Sissy Houston, mother of the late Whitney Houston, who sang backup and was part of the Sweet Inspirations, was a group that sang backup on the album. Perfect. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> so, you know, Mike, we should probably say something about <laughs> about this note you've already put here. <laughs> Yeah. No, but that's good. And and I was listening to that, trying to think, you know, do I hear 
do I hear a bit of Whitney in her in her mom yeah. singing? <laughs> I think maybe that might be a bit of a stretch and not necessarily fair. But um, what about you? Was there any any tracks or any moments in particular that really stood out to you? No, but I I I, I think this album feels like an appropriate uh, background music album, and I don't mean that because it's okay. not something I want to focus on, but it, it is, the, is the sort of thing that you could put on while you're making dinner or doing the dishes, and, and uh, my guess is that people in the house would enjoy it. Yes, uh, I, it's I not going to totally. offend anyone, and it's nope. and it's probably going to make people move and possibly even sing along uh, from time to time, and it it works really well as a nice neat package. I I'm having some trouble figuring out exactly how long these ten tracks are because most of the track listings I've looked at include the the CD version, which adds a few things, but it's not very long at all, <laughs> and. Nope. Um, to be able to to cruise through these tracks, I think it's just a they're just really well thought through, put together. Um, I understand why <laughs> it's on this list of uh, the greatest albums of all time. I think been about half an hour. Yeah, something like, like that. Like short, very short. Mm-hmm. You know, 15, 14, 15 minutes aside. Yeah, a short album, but I mean, it's fantastic. I think you're absolutely right. You, you if you had a if you had a little a little party with a bunch of different groups in a room socializing to have this on in the background it's mm-hmm. you know people can uh people can enjoy it maybe hum along to it but it's not too too you know overpowering or too right. abstract like it's it's get people tapping their toes and listening yeah. in but but also not too just kind of settled that yeah disappears yeah no absolutely i don't totally i don't want people to uh misunderstand me this is also an album you could um, and in fact, I've done this a couple times this week. Put the headphones on and really savor oh, yeah. the mix and the balance. And like you were saying, the instrumentation. There's enough depth here that you really can take it very seriously and very nerdy. <laughs> um, uh, in addition to having it on in the back in the background from time to time. Anything else, Ben? I don't think so. This is another one where uh, I think we struggle sometimes to know what to say about music that's just really good. <laughs> we don't have any problems with it. It's not controversial. <laughs> I, I wrote some, yeah. sometimes like I try and just sum it up with a few words. And I wrote uh, classic sound, easy to listen to, timeless. Perfect. Which I guess yeah. is kind, kind of leads into the next, <laughs> yeah, the next and section. And maybe before we get to our final thoughts, like, sure, you know, race and music go so uh, close together, in especially in the United States, hmm. to have this like really powerful, incredible, strong black female voice. Uh, we can't right. overlook that too. It's not just it's not just classic timeless. It's also a symbol, I think, yes. for, for power in in the racial heaviness of, of this country's uh, history. Right, and and I'm I'm glad I'm glad you said that, Ben, because I cer- yeah I certainly don't want to downplay, and, and that's something where if we had a guest, maybe we would touch on it more. Uh, that's something we're not going to touch on uh, too much on this one. You know, the yeah. the, the cultural and racial importance of of not just this album, but just Aretha 
in general and in that yeah, time yeah. that time mm-hmm. of change that time of of you know you know justice movement um absolutely absolutely um and i don't feel like i'm the right person to to comment on that too much but um 100 i you're right absolutely why don't we dive into our um reflections here now uh, sure starting with this slight adjustment of our of our old question what is aged yeah. well what is not and i think you summarized it pretty well classic sound easy to listen to timeless i don't listen to this and think oh that sounds dated um, yeah it definitely like it you know i associate it with oldies in the pickup truck so it, it sounds like from another <laughs> time but it's still music i want to be listening to it doesn't it doesn't feel like I, I remember listening to the Sun Sessions, our first go around with Elvis. Right. And just thinking like, this is, I can understand how this was revolutionary, but this feels old at this point. Um, there's stuff I still like, but, but man, this is, this is old. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't feel that with, with Aretha. No, no, no. It's, I, I think it's, it's, you know, our question, has it aged well? What yeah. has and what hasn't? To me, it's aged really well. <laughs> I, I think it's aged. I, the music, uh, her voice, obviously, the sound, the the other the other artists. To me, I think the thing that shows its age or maybe hasn't aged is is simply the the production value and the technology. Mm-hmm. When I was listening to this, and I don't know if I, I have a pretty good pair of wireless headphones. I was listening to it the other day, and sometimes I listen to the headphones I'm using now, which are which are both fairly decent quality not obviously not studio quality but i felt like her vocal is like too much for the microphones they had there are times when Mm. she hit a really high note or really a real power note that it was like clipping a bit or like like it was starting to um you know be slightly distorted could have been my headphones but but i think like it's just the technology of the time could not handle <laughs> yeah. the the power that she's projecting there. Um, other than that, I, I, th- I think it, it all, you know, even, even something like, like maybe the background singers, but a lot of that stuff we talked about, a lot of that stuff is, you know, is cycling back through, you know, and it comes and goes, it comes in waves, but these songs uh, I think are still very relevant. The lyrics are relevant. Um, the way that the the instruments are played is relevant to me. I think it's just you know you can tell the recording is a little older. Mm-hmm. It's still a, a great recording. Don't get me yeah. wrong, um, but but you can you can tell a few things. So that was those are the only things. But that's not really has nothing to do with yeah. Aretha or the producers or any of the artists. It's just what they had. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you say that, I can uh, I can almost hear some recording room noise like almost just the the, the echo of the space that the, sure, yeah. the vocalist or the the band was was playing in that i'm sure would get cleaned up in a if it was recorded today um but right but yeah it's it's still it doesn't bother me at all um, there's no snare drum problems here mike is that fair to say no um <laughs> it's 68 so we haven't got into some of the <laughs> the horrible uh processed snare sounds of the 70s oh man you know what i was just thinking about the pop punk <laughs> snare of of uh the Ooh. late 90s and how 
that's really starting to sound sort of Oof. dated. Uh, <laughs> a tight, tight, very tight, tight crack, right? I forget which artist came on recently. On uh, We listened to an XM uh, station in the car that's like hits from uh, the 90s and the first decade of the 2000s. And, um, so it's all our, our corn picking and college songs, right? And, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, something came on that's just like, oof, that, that snare drum, Mike, Mike's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then, and then you get back, you know, the 2010s and you get into more of a, some, you know, some neo soul and, yeah. and even some of the, some of the alt rock or, or alt folk rock and a very, very loose yeah. resonating snare which is more like what we're listening to here uh, which again has more to do with the technology and what they had at the time than uh, really deciding what sound they want right yeah yep <laughs> but not yep. that of the nope. of the 70s <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyways uh, wrap up tangent so yeah here we go um Okay, Ben, uh, this is album number 75, 75th best album ever, according to this list. How do you feel about that ranking? I kind of felt when we reviewed her last album, like it was appropriate to have something from Retha there. And I remember thinking, well, I'm curious to see what her next stuff is and why this one's here and those others aren't. I'm a bit more perplexed now. I think I would put this one higher and I think this one might deserve to be a little higher than it is. Um, the other one's good too, but I, I'm, I'm curious as to why, um, why they are this way. Maybe just the, their, mm. their significance. I, I've made comments before about the possibility and many people have, 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 <laughs> oppose this idea the possibility that single songs help elevate the status of an album yeah. on this list and you know uh r-e-s-p-e-c-t is yeah. one of those tunes yeah. that's kind of larger than life that's true. and that was on that that album you mentioned which is at number 13 i don't want to say <laughs> uh conclusively that that's why but that that is you know a massive, like one of the biggest songs Absolutely. ever, right? Yeah. So, okay, I, I think it, this has maybe more recognizable songs. Uh, yeah, why this isn't a little higher, I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's one of those things too. We've talked about, you know, separating the the ranking of the album versus the ranking of the artist. Mm -hmm. You know, we we, we talk about Aretha. And she's got to, if you go, you know, artists or bands, what is she, top 10? Top 20 at least, like in the last 100 years? Like she's yeah. right up there. You take individual albums and then it's, you know, there's other there's other albums that might, you know, that artist or group might not even appear on that top 100 list, but had a right. really, really significant album. Yep. Um, you know, so so I always find it challenging. Mm -hmm. uh, to do that with, especially with an artist like this, who again is larger than life. So I, huh, I don't know. Again, she needs to be well represented. 
uh, and the other thing that's challenging too, like in terms of Al- Aretha's albums, like in the sixties, do they get, do they start to bleed together? I mean, you don't, you can't put, you know, in 1968, you can't put your, your iPod on shuffle and listen right. to all. So you have to pick out that album and listen to the album. You're not going to just listen to a track and pull out the next album, listen to a track. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. So maybe you are just, okay, you've got five Aretha albums, but you're really only going to one or two because those are your favorites. I, I don't know. Um, but it's hard with so many albums. But I think I think with the hits on this, I could see it a little higher. I, I That wouldn't bother me at all. I think it'd be appropriate. Top 50, no problem. Yeah. And if, if the other one's 13, if it's not just because of R-E-S-P-E-C-T, <laughs> Why can't spelling's not my strong point, obviously. Why can't this be higher? Why why isn't this one up there? Well said. Um we've got a bit more time to ponder before we get mm. to her again. Um this this twenty twenty list added two more Aretha That's albums, right. uh, which is That's appropriate, right. I think. Two more from the same year from nineteen seventy two. Amazing Grace and Young Gifted in Black. One comes in at number one fifty four, the first, and then Young Gifted in Black is uh, three eighty eight. So, um, yeah, we've got we've got some time here now to contemplate. And interesting that uh, I never loved a man and Lady Soul have been back to back on the original list, the twenty twelve list, the coffee table book, and and now here they are with some space between. Uh, yeah, they've both moved up, but one moved way up and one <laughs> uh, just a few spots. So yeah, ten spots. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, an interesting when we get to that 1972 Young Gifted and Black album, you know, in in that time where uh, the empowerment was just really, you know, getting very, very strong. You get Stevie Wonder in there, uh, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, you know, Curtis, we're going to talk next week, Curtis Mayfield's Superfly, 1972. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, just, just a very, and to, and to call, to, to title your album. Like that too is is just speaking power and and being out there and that's yeah really excited to talk about more of those albums at that time. Um, any any other closing thoughts, Ben? Before we wrap it up, no, this has been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to Curtis Mayfield, and we'll see what we've got yeah. to say uh, next time. Yeah, that's coming up next week, number seventy six, uh, Superfly by Curtis Mayfield, a, a soundtrack he released for yeah. movie of the same name. Um. Ben, I guess between now and then we should watch that movie. Good point. We did a couple times by uh, tackling albums, soundtracks that we haven't watched the movie. So. <laughs> yeah, we should yeah. do it. Uh, we could do a, a live uh, watch party on the TikToks. What do you think? Ooh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we know how, but sure. <laughs> I'm sure, we could figure it out. Or Twitch. You on the Twitch? Yeah. <laughs> the older I get, the more I twitch anyway, so that's that's fine. Or face I hope, face Facebook I hope our live. recording has captured your your spouse's uh <laughs> laughter in the background as you the, suggest these things. <laughs> the yeah, the wife's chortles in the background. Um well maybe we'll do the Facebook live so the boomers can join us too. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, anyways. <laughs> whatever platform you'd like we to listen to lost our audience yet <laughs> if you're still here uh thank you it was a 
listen to the end as they say and uh (laughs) until next time we hope you continue to be well we hope you take care of yourselves and those around you and of course we really hope you join us right here on the sound logic podcast take care everyone and thanks for listening If you like what you hear, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review. Send us a message at our Facebook page, on Instagram, or through our SoundLogic Podcast Twitter feed. Thanks for listening.